0: This is true buzz that Mary Jane. Now nah, we ain't new to this from my stones and from my cannabis enthusiasts. Never heard a show as good as this. Uh, number one is the best, bringing in many special guests in that industry of cannabis business owners to grow us, even artists you know of. So sit back and just roll up. Perfect show from my smokers. True buzz. today
1: what's happening today? It's your host and friend, Jack Waltering here bringing you another dope podcast. But before we do that, just real quickly, I want to give a shout out to the T-Check 2 potency tester. I use this basically with all my infusions. Uh, you can watch my videos on True Buds TV. I'll link some below too. If you think this thing's interesting, want to check it out, click the link. And if you want to buy it, use code TrueBuds25, get $25 off and help me keep making cool podcasts. But speaking of infusions, We have Chef Pat Newton on the show today, and he's dropping some gems. We dive into infusions, edibles, drinks, and his very own cannabis business, the Munchie Brothers. And we go deeper into tons of other subjects from infused uh, wine to cocktails to tinctures to all types of other infusions. So come hang out today if you want to learn about cooking with cannabis and uh, just have some fun with Pat and I. Let's go. I
0: do my thing, and this is it. It's great to have a conversation with you today.
1: Hey, man, likewise, likewise. So yeah, I just want to like dive into, you know, not only cooking, but cooking with cannabis, of course, and kind of your history, how you started with it. And maybe just start with the history there.
0: Totally. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it kind of started way back, way back in the day when I first discovered weed back when I was 14, just in high school, you know, and uh, one of my buddies was like, yo, you know, if we grind this up and put it into a batch of brownies, um, we'll get pretty pretty high i was like all right cool about that <laughs> but i uh, dude, like you know if you've had that experience you know it just tastes like a bag of shake you know and i was like oh man like there's got to be a better way you know it's got to be a better way so uh i started making little capsules like just encapsulating um decarboxylated weed and olive oil and uh, and we'd pop a couple of those before we just like hit a kegger or something like that. And we're like, yo, these are cool. Not really knowing that like, that is literally the future of weed, you know? And then fast forward, like I'm talking a good 10 years. So I sort of just had that fundamental understanding of, you know, okay, like weed can be something that you can eat and edibles and and this and that. Um, but um, about six years ago, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, which is uh, autoimmune disease, uh, inflammatory bowel disease. And um, dude, like that was a terrible time in my life. Um, and I was hospitalized for two weeks and I couldn't really hold anything down. Like everything was kind of just coming out the the back end and, and, and I couldn't really eat a whole lot of solid food. So uh, that's when I started remembering about those capsules. But uh, I was like really into coconut oil at the time. And I was like, dude, like, all right, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to see like how it works with the coconut oil. And I was like, damn, man, like this, like not even really doing research. I was like, bro, like this is hitting me so quickly. Like I popped this in five, 10 minutes. I I was already feeling like, you know, the effects of the, of the, of the weed. So I was like, damn, I think I might be onto something there. And that was kind of like the re- uh in like the reignition of cooking with cannabis for me so about six years ago
1: hey man that's a serious story man I'm happy to hear that you're all feeling better though from it from the so the cannabis is helping with everything throughout the process there for you
0: You no it's totally helping but I gotta say it's like that's still something that I um that I have to navigate in my life it's still a presence there you know And and I I medicate for it and and um like definitely eat a lot of cannabis for it and stuff like that. And, and helps keep it at bay.
1: Nice, man. I'm happy to hear that's helping. And with the caps, I, I did them for the first time recently. I've bought them before. My friends have given them, but I've made them with some uh, liquid coconut oil. Um, mm-hmm. But I like what you said when you were saying like your first experience, cause we like, I had the same thing. It just tasted like straight weed. Um, yeah what are like when you're doing some cooking and you want to you know not have that weed flavor like too overpowering what are some like tricks you might do or do you use concentrates um when you're infusing yeah
0: uh i i i so concentrates are awesome if you really want to pinpoint milligrams you know if you really want to like be like okay i i know that there's a hundred milligrams in this batch because there was a hundred milligrams of of concentrate of distillate or isolate. So, then I could break that up into, you know, whatever, uh, 10 batches of gummies. And I know exactly, you know, or there's, there's a lot more pinpoint. Uh, the thing is the flavor on that is like, boom, it's like right in your face. Um, so what I've been experimenting when I do the oils and the butters and stuff is I like to infuse it with um, other extracts. So whether it's like a vanilla extract, or if it's a lemon extract, or it's something that really plays off. And if you really, if we are really going to like dive now a little bit deeper into the world of, of the cannabis and the flavors, it, so we got the terpenes and the flavonoids. Well, like those are all naturally occurring in a lot of other uh, fruits and vegetables and spices that are out there. So I know like if I've got like a really spicy, earthy, um, sort of, uh, 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 herbaceous kind of cannabis then like I'll put a couple cinnamon sticks in there I'll throw some nutmegs or cloves and 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 it's about um not necessarily masking but it's about like sort of like a harmony you know what I'm saying like having them play off of each other
1: Absolutely. That makes perfect yeah. sense. Um mm-hmm. I, I relate that when you said that right away to um just bartending, making drinks. I'm I'm diving more and trying to make better edibles, but I've always just been like putting scoops of coconut oil in my smoothie and kind of being quick with it and not yeah. cooking up as much with it or putting it like in caps more recently. Um but yeah, man, that's uh that's interesting yeah. and, then, and i tried to do that with the honey recently that i could always do better on with like the cinnamon and stuff just trying oh, to wow. try trying to mix the uh flavors i just had a bunch of old shake and stuff but now mm. i really i really do want to like mess with getting like a really like nice like lemony sativa or something and kind of infuse go do something crazy with it like that man
0: yo i think that's the cool thing about weed right now is like weed is like uh like magic or pokemon cards used to be you know he's I mean? like there's so many different <laughs> strains and shit it's like you're like collect them and shit and you trade them you're like i'll trade you this <laughs> this purple haze for that coconut kush and you know what i mean it's like it's straight up like pokemon cards um and that's what's really fucking cool is that you can get like granddaddy purple or you can get like some uh um grapefruit cannabis And they're like, whoa, damn, like, that's very citrusy. That's very lemony, you know, like, so I I think that's fucking dope. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, I'll always, and that's that's why it's cool talking to you right now and learning, man. So it's like, now now with the process of, you know, like how you might add an extract or something, Um, so do you just... Let's like, would you decarb it? Just throw it, and infuse it in your oil. Um, do you do anything? Um, Cause I know some people like to try to get out like the chlorophyll or like if I'm, or if you're doing a butter, you add water into the mix or I guess you could do it with coconut oil or whatever I haven't with the water too. But what's your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, so, you know, what I've what I realized that the water is more like, is more so you don't burn the butter. So there's like because the the oil is is lighter than the water, so that water is just that little bit of separation if you don't have like a double boiler. So like let's just say you just didn't put it in a bowl over a, a pot of boiling water, then that water in the bottom will help keep your butter from burning which gives uh the weed that very like nutty flavor, especially if like if you decarb your weed for too long, say, like it does get like very toasted notes, right? Um uh, and actually, so on on a side note of that too, as I've discovered, is like playing with different flavored oils, like walnut oil and avocado mm. oil, and those kind of things that that have a deeper profile, and that, that's the pairing of the toasted notes of decarbing your weed. Um, and uh, but the best way to not impart those flavors is to sous vide decarb the weed so you like vacuum seal it in a in a clear bag and you cook the weed in a in a temp like a, a bath of water that's at a certain temperature so you're like your 200 degree temperature right for you know four hours and that'll convert the cannabinoids but you'll keep all of the natural terpenes you won't toast any of it as you do if you do it in the oven Um, So that's a really cool way of kind of keeping it super pure.
1: That's awesome, man. I've, you're like, um, I've talked to a couple cannabis chefs recently, um, and they were saying the same thing, man, about the sous vide. And I would, I would love to use it for so much stuff. And I'm sure you do too, with your other cooking as well. You know, just being a chef, because all my chef friends love the sous vide, man. It's really versatile.
0: Yeah, you know what I got to say too, is uh, everybody owns a sous vide machine not everybody but if you have a dishwasher you own a sous vide machine mm. fyi <laughs> yo i'm telling you dude like you can cook a bunch of stuff in the dishwasher including decarbing your weed.
1: shit that's a hack yeah. right there bro straight goods i'll give
0: you I'll, I'll drop some gems along the way
1: hey man i like that one man i, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't expecting that one coming out <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. So, but yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, the sous vide is really cool. Like, it's great. It's it's uh, um, it's a little bit more techy, but uh, if you're a purist, you know, that's probably one of the best ways to go.
1: Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you there because every time I typically decarb, I will get that little toasty notes and stuff, and you know, it's just. And this brings me to another topic I've had some people say in videos and stuff. Um, some people will say, and I've tried it before that you don't necessarily need to decarb in a butter or oil beforehand, et cetera, because it will decarb in there. I'm a believer that you need to decarb first to get the full effects. What do you kind of think on that?
0: Yeah. So um, there are two different ways that you can do your infusions. There's an active infusion and there's a passive infusion. So the active infusion is when uh, you take the steps to decarb before you put it into whatever your uh, infusion medium is, i.e. butter, oil, alcohol. Um, but if you do a passive decarb, uh, or which is like you put in the whole bud in your butter, it'll take you longer to get to your decarboxylated infused final ingredient. But that way, you know that you preserve a lot more of the terpene profile, which gives you like a broader range on the entourage effect, if you're familiar with that term.
1: Absolutely. And that's yeah. good to hear, man, because that makes perfect sense, kind of like you were saying with the long term mm-hmm. sous vide. So maybe like instead of h- how long would you say um, just I know this is like a random thing, but if I was doing like an infused yeah, yeah. coconut oil, like and I yeah. just. um, uh,
0: So I right, so not oils or not all oils are treated the same some of them have higher or lower smoking points and that will determine um or, or some of them have more bioavailability meaning that you can uh the the cannabinoids will attach to the fatty chains in that if they're more readily available so coconut oil is one of the most potent ones um And olive oil is kind of like a little bit further down there. Um, So what I would say is that if you're going to do a passive decarb, which is a full spectrum extract, uh, anywhere from four to 12 hours, depending on how low you want to have your temperature and the longer it goes for and simmers, the more um, broader that spectrum of cannabinoids is going to be and the flavor deepens. It's interesting, man, like, fuck, bro. I swear this is strange, but like, if you do like a long passive infusion, it almost like, especially in a butter, it almost comes out tasting like bolognese. Like it's gets this like meaty flavorful. You're like, how the hell am I tasting garlic right now? You know what <laughs> I mean? It's It's wild.
1: That's awesome, cool. man! You've inspired me, and I'm def- I'm gonna make a video on this and definitely give you a big shout out on that because, man, you're already dropping some gems here. And now, with that, when you were talking about the bioavailability aspect, um, do you use uh, lecithin when you're um making your infusions at all?
0: um, so uh, it depends what I'm using it for. So I started, so this company here, Munchie Brothers, that I started, is um, we started selling frozen infused cookie dough so it's individually bald frozen you just have to bake it fresh when you want it 375 in the oven for 10 to 12 minutes and you have a freshly baked edible and that was like our underground claim to fame yeah totally because like man at the end of the day it's like most of them out there if they're not dummies or they're not that fresh and um, that's really what we wanted to solve or that's what i wanted to solve at the time was okay how am I going to make edibles fresh, taste good and be dosed like accurately dosed, you know, yeah, frozen that's... infused, frozen yeah. infused cookie dough was the way. So when I was making those batches with the infused butter, I was using uh lechen, which is a, just a natural binder. But uh, typically I don't, I don't, I don't really add anything into, into my, uh, oil or fat extracts
1: okay to uh, is it more of a, like to preserve the flavor aspect of it or is it, you just don't think it's necessary
0: um see like if you're going to have a finished product then i think it's a little bit more necessary sure. if you're just going to have something that you want to add to everyday recipes or to put in your coffee i don't think it's necessary okay
1: and that, dude, that, that's an awesome idea, man. And, I, and I'd like to talk a little more about that. Um, but I something came to my head too with that. Um, I've also heard people say the temperature thing. Um, if you have a batter and it's infused or a cookie and it's infused, um, mm-hmm. I've heard the idea that some can burn off at certain temperatures. Well, what's your thought on that? Should, I should have rolled one up too. I just got my vape here. Some live resins tasty in this thing though. <laughs>
0: I think it doesn't matter what temperature you set this little baby to, you're always going to have some kind of burn-off. You know what I'm saying? You're always going to have some sort of dissipation from the second you break the bud down. And, uh, so yeah, you know, I would say totally, um, keep that in mind, but it's not going to be, unless you burn the fuck out of it, it's not going to be uh, as much as you think.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense.
0: Uh-huh. And uh, another thing is like, and I've learned the hard way, it's like don't underestimate milligrams. Like they can be powerful even if they're in in small amounts. You know, like that shit, it depends on the day. It depends on your mood. depends what you've eaten, but there's a lot of factors that determine how it's going to hit you.
1: Yeah. I realized that the other day when I took a brownie first thing in the morning, I never do that. And it just rocked me. I've usually, you know, like, I'm like okay. a late night edible guy and I'm like, okay, shit. Uh, but to your point, yeah, it's crazy how even somebody who loves to eat edibles like myself, how it can mm-hmm. be so different throughout the day. Like you're saying so many variables in it. Totally, now, th- dude. And I think I saw, um, on, um, higher life, right? Is the higher right live, higher live, my bad, a uh, higher Life. Yes. Uh, did I see you doing a drink on there too? You do, you, were you doing some, uh, like, uh, in- Tell me a little yeah, about tot- that.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I've got a lot of different uh, infused beverages, mocktails that I like to go to, and uh, some of them I put alcohol in, and some of them I don't. Uh, you know, but I think the the in the thing that you want to think about when you're making a cocktail is um, what's the cannabis medium that I'm going to use because if you're going to put an oil or like a, an extract unless you put it in a blender or like really whisk it you're not going to get that emulsification so you know are you going to use like a sugar are you going to use a syrup Um, i mean those are like the two those are my two favorite ways of making cocktails and uh, we make this. The Munchie Brothers makes this uh, Munchie syrup, and it's it was designed for mocktails. It dissolves really, really well. It doesn't have a very um, strong flavor of cannabis, and um, it's dosed perfectly. Right, it's ten milligrams per vial, and and you you add that to however, like you know, you want to divide that between one to four cocktails. Go for it. Um, but uh, man, I think you know at the end of the day. When it comes to weed, or when it comes to anything that's kind of like this, that alters your, you know, it's about comfort, right? It's about being comfortable. That's why you get a drink when you go out and hang out with your friends, because you're like, all right, cool. I'm gonna put my guard down and I'm just gonna sit back and just sip something and just kick it, right? So if if a beverage makes you feel a lot more comfortable than eating an edible or like, because it's like, it's all about the path to the familiar you know it, it, it's like that's why people love gummies so much cuz they know gummies they ate gummy bears growing up and shit they're like okay i know this right it's a gummy bear it's not you know something freaky um so yeah just feeling comfortable a- and uh there's a there's a big side with the way that i do cannabis that's very much attached to hospitality um so um and, and i think that's where the, the the root of the creation for cocktails comes from
1: I love that because yeah, i have bartender for a long time. So I, I really like that. And without maybe giving away any of your secrets on that mm-hmm. uh on that syrup, um can you maybe talk about a little bit how you make that?
0: Yeah, totally. So that that's a uh it's a it's a corn syrup uh infusion. Well, I actually do a couple of different ones. I've got an agave one, I've got a honey one, and I've got a, a corn syrup one. And um, you know, really What it comes down to is emulsification, making sure the cannabis is fully incorporated into your syrups, right? Like you really, like you you have to get an emulsion blender minimum to really like to get it, you know? And um, and what I would say too, is if you're making um, syrups at home, like you got to cook that shit. And uh, hot syrup can really burn. So it's like, be careful when you're cooking, um, when you're cooking with those, because you got to get them really hot, you know, not too hot, obviously, but you um, got to get them hot. So it's like it, it, it comes, it's kind of like a bit of a mad science project, especially when I was first uh, developing the formula.
1: Yeah, I can imagine because I've tried to do some simple syrups and stuff, and I've I haven't done the agave yet. I really want to do mm-hmm. an agave and make some tasty margaritas. I was even thinking of adding like a little you spice and with the infused, uh, like I like a little serrano infused uh, margarita yes. tequila for it and stuff like it that. Totally, dude. Yeah.
0: Oh well. So yeah, like and, and okay. Um. So this other product we make is is called Munchy Sugar, and it's a cannabis infused sugar. Uh, I call it Emerald Sugar. And um, that stuff is great for making simple syrups, like you can dissolve it in a bit of water and then just throw at your jalapenos, your cilantro stems, some ginger, some, you know, whatever, and really kind of, you know, go any direction you want with it. Um, uh, so I, if you're going to make infused syrups at home on your own, go the dissolved sugar into waterway.
1: You can even, man, I, I want to get some you know, of these packets, man. <laughs> yeah, yo, you
0: know, what you can even do like, re- like disregard any of those products is, uh, you can take, um, decarboxylated cannabis buds and steep them in that sugar water. Now I know they say cannabinoids are, aren't necessarily water soluble, but there's something in, in, uh, in leaching out and steeping those buds, like you're still gonna feel something, man.
1: Well, and yeah. and that's what I did with my buddy. I did a couple of ounces, and we also added a little bit of vegetable glycerin mm-hmm. um, with, to help it bind. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, it hit pretty good. Like mm-hmm. we use a bunch, but that's the problem with when I'm cooking. I want to get like more like you, man, because I'm usually just cooking up with leftover trim and shake that my buddies give yeah. me or something, utilizing. Like I don't want it. I'm like I do. Let's make some. <laughs> <Yeah>. Totally, <laughs>
0: so, man. That stuff is gold.
1: Yeah, for real. So I I need to get like that's why I want to start using some better quality stuff though and get a little mm-hmm. better, man. Now tell me, how, did you have a first idea th- that conceived your uh business, your brand there? Um. Or was it just like a slow process that came over time with all your skill sets? Mm.
0: Uh, So the idea was the frozen infused cookie dough. That was the original idea, and uh, back in twenty eighteen, we were invested uh, into by this cannabis accelerator, and um, uh, like I'm talking, so it was like a a a sixteen week program. And, and like two-thirds the way through the program, Canada released its uh, regulations for recreational cannabis edibles, right? Because weed was already legal for like a year or so, uh, but the edibles were coming onto the market and they released the, the regulations. And um, part of it was that they had to be shelf stable and nothing uh, refrigerated or frozen. So the frozen infused cookie dough was out the window right off the bat when it comes to like going legal um and maybe we should have stayed in the illicit market longer but uh anyways um but through that we're like okay what the fuck are we gonna do we had to pivot and we're we're pitching to over 100 different investors in like five five weeks six weeks so we looked at it and we're like okay, like There are so many different products out there that are designed to help people cook with cannabis at home. Everything from cookbooks to uh, the magic butter machines to different decarboxylators and the Levio and stuff like that. You're kind of like, okay, damn, there is like a need and a want for people to cook with cannabis at home, right? So, but they're coming out with the machines. We're not gonna design a machine, but it's like, if we had, infused input ingredients that people could use to safely, accurately, accurately, and, uh, and with no fuss to it, cook with cannabis at home, they would probably do it. So we came out with the four initial ingredients, which were salt, sugar, simple syrup, and chocolate chips. And with these four ingredients, you can basically cook whatever you want and infuse how you want. I like to call it the no stress, no mess, no guess solution to cooking with cannabis at home.
1: Shit, sign me up, man! I'm—I haven't seen anything really like that. Um, I've not even not out here in California. I've seen some sugar packets. I think maybe in Vegas, I saw a company doing it. Mm-hmm. But like that whole—that's—that just makes sense, man. Just make it easy. And totally. th- those are—I mean, make it easy for the. Those are probably complicated and hard to do on the back end, though, for you guys, right? Or. or
0: uh yeah i mean it, it definitely it definitely took <laughs> quite a bit of uh time and effort to um to make them come to life
1: that's nice man yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uh sorry it's called uh what's it called i'm trying to read your uh, tank there again oh,
0: yeah yeah it's called Munchy munchy brothers
1: munchy brothers man i like oh i got i like the logo yeah. too man that's uh-huh. sick that's yeah. sick
0: that's yeah what's so like. I, start, I, I started it with my cousin we were just um, this was like shortly after I got out of the hospital, um, and uh, he called me over and he's like, "Bro, like I've got this idea for a business." And when I was recovering on the couch, I had an idea for a weed business too. So I was like, "No fucking way, dude! Like, I have an idea for a weed business." So I went over to his place. We're passing the J around, and he's like, "Listen, the cannabis industry is coming to Canada for sure," and he's like you know, cooking, and I know marketing. Uh, let's, let's put our heads together and see what we can co- come up with. So we the frozen infused cookie dough was the solution to the pro- to the to the problem. And uh, Munchy Brothers was born. But since we're cousins, like Munchy Cousins didn't have the same ring to it. So we're like, <laughs> yeah, Munchy Brothers, there you go.
1: Well, and that's crazy, man, that I haven't seen a freezer in any dispensaries around here, or anything, but I see there's refrigerators in every one I go to, basically.
0: Yeah, or most and of keep, them, which is. Yeah, they they they'll keep the beverages and and uh, and some of like the chocolates and meltables like in the fridge. But bottom line is, is those are shelf stable outside of the fridge. They're just that's just a better way of prolonging them and and keeping them so that the cust like uh, a purchaser would be happy with that purchase.
1: Okay. Okay. And Uh you were mentioning like the simple syrups and vials and the sugar is in a packet. Is it like broken Uh down? Like what, what's the dosing on those like 10 milligrams, five or.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. So uh, there's going to be a couple of options, uh, but uh, here in Canada, we're capped at uh, 10 milligrams per packet. So, or, or per package, whatever you buy. Right. So you can, so I, I think The way that it's going to be is so you can either get them into a one-to-one or uh, strictly CBD or strictly THC in two and a half, five and 10.
1: Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Have, have a little more breakdown there.
0: Yeah, totally. Because like uh, microdosing is like a a big thing that's on the up and up right now. Um, You know, We've, I'm sure we've all been microdosing for years, but,
1: but yeah. well, we never knew it was microdosing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true, huh? That's funny. Yeah, I've seen a lot of smaller ones. I know there's some beverage companies that do the two and a half and little mints that are like two and stuff, uh mm-hmm. two milligrams, which is yeah. cool. I, I get it. I, I just take those things. I don't really like you're saying we've been, you know, probably smoking for so long. It's like I have to eat so many of those. But that's that's not microdosing, mm-hmm. right? Microdosing is just mm-hmm. supposed to give you a little kind of euphoria, maybe a little like, uh, you know. I know people love I, the CBD yeah. for anxiety and stuff like that too. Uh-huh. I, um, mm-hmm. yeah. um, what are your thoughts on um, CBD and like uh, mix? Like, how, Do you do mix like a equal parts ever? Do like a CBD, T, uh, THC, like 50-50 blend or anything like that? Um, playing with strains and stuff?
0: Totally, dude. CBD, like CBD dominant strains are not the easiest to get a hold of. But whenever they do cross my path, I definitely pick up a couple ounces because, um, you know, that stuff is awesome. I love it. I love it, man. I really do. And with the with the ulcerative colitis, like the CBD with inflammation, uh, as well as helping mood swings from medication that I was on uh, was a was a godsend.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's it's good hearing stuff like that, that it's Mm -hmm. CBD can be that helpful, man. For Mm -hmm. real. Um, not, not a little side note. I've been catching your, uh, that's your cooking book behind you, right?
0: Yo. Yeah. Game changers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little about that, man. It it looks dope. I'll put a link below too. If anybody wants to check it out for sure as well.
0: Yeah. Much, very much appreciated. Um, listen, dude, um, this cookbook was actually born through the pandemic, like, uh, last March, um, you know, the lockdown hit, and I just, I skated up to my place up north and I've been I've been pretty much living here since then. And I was like doing all these recipes. I'm like, I'm going to make a quarantine cookbook. Well, that's how it initially started. And um, this is basically just a combination of uh, about 20 of my favorite recipes. Uh, and they all have like little tweaks to them that really kind of like are meant to, there's really designed to like inspire and, and surprise people. And, um, I, that's the whole thing with this game changers, man. I just, um, I just want to inspire people to cook more, you know? And and I think now that we have a little bit more time on our hands, this is a great time to kind of just take, you know, maybe one home cooked meal a week to three or four, you know? And, um, the awesome thing about this book though, is that almost all of these recipes I'll show you here. Um, have what I call a a, a pro tip, right? Okay. And uh, so basically like what it, my goal was, okay, I wanna get people to a level where they don't need to crack a cookbook. So every recipe has like three or four recipes built into it or ideas of how they can sort of like uh, incorporate that recipe into other dishes that they have throughout the week. Um, so I think that's one of the really cool thing. And that's, that's my game changer.
1: I dude, I love that because that's how I like to cook. When I'm like, I'll, I'll read a recipe for like inspiration online or whatever, you know, Google it or whatever, like, oh, I want to make mm-hmm. this. Then I'll read the recipe and kind of like to your point point be like, I'll read it and then kind of make my tweaks to it. So it's cool that you're kind of providing like different avenues or kind of outlines that you could, it's, it's really a game changer. They can go any direction they want, basically.
0: Totally dude. Like I just, um, uh knowledge is power that's something that can never be taken away and once you kind of like um if you lay down the right breadcrumbs man like there's gold at the end of that
1: for sure for sure and, and i'm i'm no chef i'll say it first of all but like i said i've been bartended for many years and it to me mm-hmm. is all about kind of like we we're saying earlier kind of finding that sweet spot between you know the sweetener um, the liquor your other ingredients that you're going to mix in and i, I kind of think the same way about food you know finding the right like salt balance the sweetness flavor to the spice i've been on for the past couple of years though i've been on a huge spicy kick doing all types of asian cuisine vietnamese and thai and that's been my go-to lately man i love that kind of food
0: yo that's awesome dude i uh i, I you know I, I fuck with that i love those flavors and, uh, you know, I just say, it's like, you don't need to be a, a chef. You don't need to know, you know what I mean? The bottom line is, is just, um, uh, just have fun with it. Right. And if it's fun and, and you have the right steps set up, like, man, it's like, you'd be surprised. Cause we all love to eat. No doubt.
1: Yeah, hell yeah, and, and that's cool that that came, was born during quarantine. And cause I know I've been cooking up more than I ever have this past year. Mm -hmm. yeah especially at the beginning I was like cooking up too good every day man started getting like a belly going I'm like, oh damn I'm cooking up too much
0: (laughs) (laughs) yo seriously man (laughs) totally totally. I guess it is a bit of a double-edged double-edged sword but um shit man she sure knows how to cut
1: (laughs) yeah man it's uh how are things out there I've did a podcast a while back. Um, but like, are, are things opened up fully out there or is it like, uh, no, uh-uh. I should know. I mean, I just don't uh, keep up with it too much.
0: Yeah, no, it's cool, man. It's better to not watch the news unless you really have to. Um, and, uh, it's, it's weak, It's weak sauce, dude. Things are locked down and, and it, it's, it's ghost townish, you know, especially in the winter time. Like nobody wants to hang out outside in the summer. It was cool because, you know, you just be outside and do your thing um winter time it's just you know it, it, it's locked down they're supposed to let us let people let things kind of go back to somewhat of a like a 50 percent kind of okay. <laughs> kind of downgraded version of what it is um and i just got back from mexico i spent like the last uh six weeks there um nice and and uh not to rub it in or anything but uh you know it was like uh it was at least like a little bit more chill. Yeah. Like some- everything had to be closed by 8 PM, but like, at least things were open and you could, you know, kind of do your thing outside.
1: Okay. That's cool. Getting, getting some sun, huh? Getting, uh, well, I saw two on your IG, man. First of all, I want to say you, you're you doing some funny stuff too, man. What, what was that? You do the, the, I only, I saw the most recent one, like the gas station chronicles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The gas station chronicles. That, that was funny, also, bro. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, that was also something that was born during COVID. Because like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, shit, what happened? Like, you know, is this the apocalypse? You know what I mean? Are we gonna be having to like, you know, seriously spare our rations, you know? Um, so uh I was like, okay, the challenge is to go to the gas station, buy food uh in and around 20 bucks, and then make something out of it. So like, I was just like, you know, it, it just, it just sort of snowballed from there. Oh,
1: yeah. I like it. Do you have a favorite that you've done with that, uh,
0: uh that series? I, yeah. So, uh, I get, I have two favorites. One was the recent one that I did, which, which was the gingerbread house bong, which was like, that, <laughs> that, that was, that was really fun to make. But the other one was, uh, I did this, uh, caramel popcorn panna cotta. And I was like, I was blown away by how amazing that dish was. Like just how creamy and and how easy it is to make caramel and stuff. Um, As a side note with some weed butter, it's like, that's, that's all. Yeah.
1: That that sounds Uh money right there.
0: Yeah, but the goal, the goal, this is the goal. And I've been putting it out there wherever I go is I want to get sponsored by an RV company. I want to uh go across the country and stop at Canada's most unique and um uh uh distinguished gas stations and uh and cook along the way. So it's like uh, I cook in the RV and it's just like we're on the road, gas station chronicle. Oh, that
1: that's dude, that's a uh-huh. that's a good pitch right there, man. I like yeah, that. Uh-huh
0: yeah and get a cannabis company to sponsor it so then it's it's all it's it's the real chronicles
1: oh yeah that, that's sick I, uh-huh. well that gives me a brought a random thought in my head do you uh i don't know where you are like at the population or anything are there food trucks around um or, or have you ever thought about kind of doing a food truck thing i know this is random
0: oh, oh yeah yeah oh yeah the, the, yeah. i uh it, that's all it's all going down oh yeah all going all, all going down for sure um but um that the food truck won't be for a couple of years. I see.
1: Okay. That's uh-huh. sick. Yeah. You're yeah, like, well, oh, yeah. I'm already doing it, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, no,
0: no, no. no, I, I, so I used to have this, uh, this company. I ran it out of my basement when I was 21. It was called Mad Munchies and it was a late night food delivery. And, uh, I would make, uh, uh, infused cookies and, uh, pulled pork sandwiches and I would sell them, uh, for 420 for four <laughs> 20 cents. and uh and i was open all night and and um so you know hawking the the munchies on the go is is, is all oh, you,
1: so you've been in the game you've been in the trenches for real here man putting yeah. in the reps uh-huh yeah totally dude and, and it's apparent talking to you man just like learning here man that's why i love doing these and that's why it's great to have yeah. you on this because i'm always learning man and it's yeah. been very insightful today dude
0: Dude, that's so cool how you've like put yourself in a position where you're like great, I'm going to not only create the entertainment that I want, but I'm also going to educate myself at the same time. That's awesome, dude.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. uh I'm really enjoying it, man. How that, long,
0: how long have you how long have you been doing the 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 podcast for?
1: Uh, I st- like a year 14 15 months or so, 14.
0: Uh-huh. So pretty you recent. Educate? You've got a like a suite set up in the back. It looks like you're like, you know, like on top of a skyscraper in <laughs> a a, a downtown LA or
1: something. Uh, hey, Thanks, man. I just got this. Uh, it's just a curtain I got up here, actually. It's got online, got some lights up there. And then um, I might Great. start trying to break out the green screen more. I, I did that for a while, like many years ago. I have one. I haven't uh-huh. fucked with it. So I kind of start doing some funny backdrops and other comedy videos and stuff. Um, have you um, right before I was gonna say, have you uh, been out to uh, Cali at all?
0: Yeah, totally. I did a lot of I did a lot of edibles R and D in California.
1: Nice, <laughs> uh, mostly
0: uh, in different parts of LA and in San Francisco.
1: Okay, um, did you yeah. um, do you have any off the top that you remember that stuck out to you?
0: Um, so ice the I there was so some iced teas that I was kind of like, oh cool, like this is cool, and hundred milligrams per bottle. I was like, damn man, like. You know, it's a pretty big bottle of iced tea for like, you know, I forget the, I forget the brand, um, yellow packaging, but I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, that's interesting. And, um, um, bang.
1: Oh yeah. Bang. bang
0: like Yeah. Bang. They had like gummies and stuff like that. Uh, there were more, more prevalent in Portland, but like, I was like, whoa, fuck, these are like really tasty.
1: Yeah, huh? yeah yeah bang bang does it right man and i hope yeah. for you guys like i hope they can change that law in the future i mean you think it will over time or you think it'll be pretty just stay like that because that's kind of crazy to only be able to do 10 it's cool that you're you know breaking it down and doing 2.5 or 5 like you were saying but it's kind of crazy you can only do 10 per package
0: it's totally not enough dude because you know the the people out there who have been eating edibles before were like, yo, I need like, you know, 20, I need 50 milligrams or whatever, you know? So yeah, that is, it is kind of low. And for sure, it's totally, it's going to change, man. Like, you know, we're talking probably 10 years down the road. I don't know, but you know, if you can get, if you can get star vodka mixed beverages in a can, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not long before <laughs> oh shit I, I didn't
1: even know they had those bro it's like the four locos yeah. and shit uh,
0: it, totally <laughs> you know it's like if you if you can have that like why can't you have more milligrams
1: yeah that's insane and all the mm-hmm. but all the dis the dispensaries are inside a liquor stores out there
0: no 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 um they're kind of run by the same commission but uh they're not together okay mm-hmm.
1: interesting yeah that's mm-hmm. um yeah, uh, I mean, hopefully that changes soon. But it's cool that you're still navigating. And are there any loopholes too? I know there's loopholes out here with in terms of like there's people that do like capsules or pills, and they can do 250 milligrams in a pack for some reason. It's like yeah, this weird it, little yeah. loophole thing.
0: It is, and it's that's why it's total bullshit because you can get like a dropper vial of CBD or THC, uh, you know, like just like a oil, like a what do they call that a uh, uh, sublingual and uh there's like 1500 milligrams in the bottle <laughs> you know it's uh, like, that doesn't make any sense but
1: yeah um have you made any um tincture style stuff that you do sublingually If I, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i have um totally but um bottom line is is that like you need to get like a very high proofed alcohol to get like a really solid extract. And, and, and that process is um, it's interesting to do it at home when you want to evaporate all of the water from it and have that tincture that's left. So I don't go all the way with it typically at home. I just, I'll just infuse tequila or rum or just, you know even even some wines and uh and that, that that's pretty much the length of uh of how i i mess with tinctures at home on my own
1: okay yeah interesting i i did one and i know you're supposed to have the high proof but they don't sell the highest proof they'll sell out here it's i could go to vegas next door but it's like is 120 proof it's like impossible mm-hmm. to find at least in the la mm-hmm. area here um, yeah so but yeah mm-hmm. i mean I was looking for that 150 proof most people use or like a Bacardi 151. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But when I yeah, made it too, know, I didn't cook it down to let that evaporate uh-huh. off either. But it was still pretty yeah. decent. But to your point, that's what I'm gonna do next time for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because because then it's like, it's still fairly alcoholic, right? So it's like, uh, it's just not yeah, it's pure. Like, yeah, it's not pure, can... right? So you'll have like some like, um, what do they call that? Like residual effect from the booze too. It's not super clean.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that completely because I did a couple of jobs. Oh, I'm about to take a shot here. Was it? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I was like, cool. Like I'm down to party, but uh, you know, not if you're going to give it to other people.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you said wine. How, how do you do that? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a
1: much lighter
0: infusion and typically I like to do it with CBD. I'll have okay. like CBD, CBD weed, and uh, I'll infuse it in a bottle like we did it for Thanksgiving this year because my parents were like, I think I want to try an edible. And I was like, all right, cool. So I took a couple of bottles of like of, of, of red wine and I uh, decarb some uh, CBD bud with a bit of THC. And I put it in the wine and I just corked it back in the bottle and we busted it open like a week later after, you know, you, you strain it through some cheesecloth. And um, uh, man, you know, it was it was pretty cool that, that good. sounds
1: good i feel like the red wine would mix nicely with a lot of flavors of the flower and stuff there
0: yeah uh, you know what it, it's it's cool you can definitely taste it i would say uh use it to turn it into sangria
1: oh okay add a little uh, yeah that makes sense then yeah
0: yeah pimp it up uh, a little could, bit <laughs> totally pimp it out a bit
1: yeah, yeah. nice man nice uh-huh. well yes, man that's
0: I, cool dude like uh, you're, you're like, you have a bartending background, like mixology is very much like at the core of that. So like this, this whole, like weed mixing in with food, like that's your jam.
1: Oh yeah, man. Yeah. It's uh, it makes sense. Like you're saying it's just naturally uh, to make it work. I, and now my goal is like, I've been, is like to make better tasting shit now. Cause I've been able to make really strong oils and stuff. But they, like I said, I use a lot of trim and shake and they always kind of taste like, man, eh, whatever. But, oh
0: dope yeah so okay so how how do you make your cocktails or like what what approaches do you do to you make uh, cannabis cocktails right
1: um yeah it's been well when i did those those tasted really good actually because i did the uh-huh. simple syrup like there was it was still pretty flavored in there like the flour oh. but like i i did like all different ones with the same simple really just like cosmos lemon drops um the old-fashioned might have been one of the best ones with mm. it just that whiskey mm. in there um yeah, I just basically did classic cocktails with the simple, but uh uh-huh. yeah, so. would
0: you did you uh did you infuse the syrup with like a distillate or like a like a um an isolate or something like that, like an extract?
1: Um I did it with the uh, flour. I did both, but I did oh, a, oh. I did a large batch with the flour with that like uh, oh, glycerin right, I was okay. mentioning earlier. Um yeah, yeah, and so that one worked sure. a little better. Um the distillate still was a lot better tasting, but the uh, uh-huh. um flour one I found was more potent. I think we put like three ounces in there or some shit when we made it, so but yeah, I didn't yeah, get too yeah. crazy with the doing the simple. I, it was just a um, uh-huh. basic simple, which is kind of doing cocktail style bartender, try to make them kind of funny videos, too. So
0: it was yeah, fun. Yeah, that, that's cool, man. I like that. That's dope. And and I, did, I do recall you saying you made you did make a big batch of syrup. But uh, yeah, sweet.
1: Well, I, and I need to make more. I don't know how you feel about this because I've been making videos for a couple of years now and I'll do, I've gotten so much better and so much more knowledgeable, like you talking right now and stuff. It's like some of my old stuff I'll put up, I'll be like, oh damn, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing back then, man. It's always a learning process, but I leave them up too to show that, that I'm not a not an expert and I'm just trying to get better.
0: Dude, yeah, I, I watch some of my old videos and I'm like, yep, nope, that's obsolete. You
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I probably, probably should uh, go back through some of them, but yeah, man. Um,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Th- thanks again, dude, for taking your time to come on today. We'll wrap it up here, and uh, yeah. maybe we can collaborate some other way, do a little recipe on my channel. I could hop on, do something else with you, man, but I'll put links to all your stuff below, and uh, yeah, brother, man. It's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, Zach, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and uh, man, I'll catch you later.
1: Sounds good, brother. Thanks again for coming on, man. Peace. All right, peace, chief.